You're listening to the Attract and Stand Out podcast created for ambitious, heart-centered entrepreneurs who want to build real relationships, influence others, and make an impact with everyone they meet. I'm your host, Darlene Holly, and I'm a mom of four, a wife, a storyteller, dream builder, and a personal branding and business coach. On the show, you'll hear real conversations about what it means to run your own business, what success actually looks like, and how you can overcome obstacles that get in your way. We're growing businesses with less hustle and more ease, transforming your mindset, and inspiring you to get moving and to follow your dreams. Are you ready? Let's dive in. Welcome to the Track and Stand Out podcast by my mom, Darlene Holly. Hey friends, welcome back. Are you ready to create a profitable service-based personal brand and business? Download my brand new workbook and you'll learn my signature six-step process to create a successful business with less hustle and more ease. It's got easy action steps ready to implement into your business immediately so that you can start creating a business that you love. Head over to bit.ly backslash attract and stand out online to download your workbook today. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Attract and Stand Out podcast. I'm your host, Darlene Holly, and I am so thrilled to have one of my amazing friends, um, colleagues, mastermind sisters here with me today, Miss Heather Hall. She is a leadership coach who shows rising leaders that feel unseen and un- unheard. She teaches them how to own their strengths, trust their story, and live success on their own terms. During her 20-plus year in corporate, she learned to embrace her secret superpowers speak up about what matters and influence others without conforming to the extroverted model. Now she's on a mission to create workplaces where everyone feels like they are contribute, like their contribution matters. Um, welcome Heather to the show. Thanks Darlene. So glad to be here. I am so thrilled to be here and we are celebrating because Heather just wrote a book, which I'm going to be so excited to talk to you guys about today. Um, if you're on YouTube with us, we're holding it in our hands right now. If you are listening by podcast, don't worry. The links for the book are going to be in the show notes and you definitely want to check it out. We will dive into that in a little bit, but Heather, before we dive too far in, how are you? I'm doing great. Awesome. Beginning of summer. It's a, it's a good summer so far. How about you? I'm doing great as well. It feels like that time of year where everything's just slowing down a little bit. We're taking um, some extra space in our calendars, or I'm taking some extra space because I want to be home with the kids more. Um, we're, we're recording this episode um, early June, and you guys are not listening to this until I think like September. But um, yeah, I'm just excited to have you here. I'm excited to hear your story a little bit. Um, I know quite a bit about you, but I want the audience to know about you. And I'm sure there's some stuff that we'll uncover today that I'm going to be like, Heather, how did I not know this? <laughs> Well, you've only known me a year, so, you know, there's yeah. more to grow. <laughs> we'll, take, we'll take our time to get to know each other. <laughs> but Heather, give us a little bit of backstory. Tell us, like, how did you come on this journey where you're doing the work that you're doing today and you're supporting um, introverts with really standing out and using their voice and um, figuring out how to, like, jump in? I almost want to say, like, jump into the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> so for me like I knew I was an introvert really early on in my career and I was okay with that. I was in academe. I had, had trained as a scientist. Being an introvert was not unusual. And then I moved across country and I started in a corporate environment and began to realize being an introvert is unusual. And so this, uh, this journey of 
not just finding my own voice and my own strength, but being able to help others use their voice and embrace their strength. Um, it, it really built over my corporate career. There was a long period where I recognized I wasn't quite in the right place, but I wasn't ready to jump into another corporation and, and experience similar things. I needed to develop myself. And so I focused on that personal and professional development and then had the opportunity to really recognize what are the skills, what are the strengths that I bring to teams and then figure out how do I want to use those. Yeah. So how long would you say that, how, when did you recognize that like about introverts and extroverts and those things, was that something that you knew about prior to corporate or did you not really name it until later on? Um, recognizing that I was an introvert, that was very early on in my career, but recognizing what that meant in a corporate world, that kind of hit me as I was starting my leadership journey and realizing I'm being dismissed. I'm being overlooked. I'm being held back and trying to figure out what was going on here. What was making this, this problem, you know, and then recognizing that, oh, all of these people I'm working with, which were predominantly men, it's not just a male, female thing. It's a, they're social. They're, um, they're not at all shy. Some of them are gregarious. Some of them are really hard hitting. And then there's this expectation, especially among people that are leaders that you're supposed to be bold and brass and just get out there and do things. And that wasn't me. I did things behind the scenes. I did lots of great stuff, but I did it behind the scenes. And I had to figure out how to make that visible to them so they could appreciate it. Mm, So good. Cause I I think that's something that when I think back, especially to my retail management career, like that was a piece of the puzzle that I didn't quite understand because most I was, you know, there was, there was a few female managers inside like my district, but I was usually every store that I was a part of, I was the only female manager that was there. And there was definitely like the sales team and the general manager were all like sales guys. Like they were very, like you were saying, like they were brass, they were confident, they were smoozers as I like to call them. Like they could talk, they could sell anybody, anything like that. What's the saying? Like they could sell iced Eskimos. (laughs) Um, And I saw that a lot. And I'm an ambivert. So I'm, I can be very extroverted. I actually enjoy social settings. I'm, I call myself a social butterfly. Like I love to have conversations and to meet new people, but I also am very introverted. Like at the end of going to a networking event, like I cannot wait to get home and put my comfies on and like snuggle up on the couch and I need some quiet time. And sometimes it's hard transitioning back into the house because, you know, I'm a mom, I'm a wife and there's lots going on at home too. And I'm like, okay, mama just needs a minute. (laughs) So finding that way to to balance, you know, finding space for myself and slowing things down and having place to like deep, um, like decompress, I guess is the right mm-hmm. way to say it. Um, but then also loving like that other piece of going out. So I can kind of relate to both sides of like, I can be the extrovert, but I also really want that space. And sometimes I don't want to speak up. Sometimes I've found myself, you know, sitting on the outskirts of the conversation because I'm just like, you know, where does my voice fit in here? Are they going to even listen because our personalities are very big? Like, are they even going to be willing to listen? And I had to like learn myself in retail management, like how to, you know, um, I think um, in your book, you talked about sitting at the table um, Mm -hmm. and not sitting at the back and like, you know, along the wall in the meeting room, but like really positioning yourself Mm -hmm. so that people see you, they know you're there and they know that you have something brilliant to say and putting it, you know, into the conversation 
can be hard sometimes, especially as an introvert, when you're kind of like, I really wanted to sit in the corner though. <laughs> yeah, but, but even just taking that step of sitting at the table, internally, it makes you feel like, what am I going to say? So you get, you're always going to be prepared. That's what introverts do, but it, it makes you think about what am I going to bring to this meeting or how am I going to make sure that my voice is heard in this setting? You know, recognizing that it's easy to sit in the back row. You got to, you got to raise your hand. You got to speak up a little bit more when you actually step up to the front row, but that's where you get seen and recognized so that you can be rewarded for your contribution. Yeah. One of the things that I like to do when I go to conferences, because I can be introvert, like, and like the social part, like when there's networking happening, that part um, isn't as scary to me, but sometimes like stepping up to a microphone and like asking a question or doing something in front of the whole entire room feels a little bit more like my introvertedness comes out in those moments. Um, and I found for myself that I have to push myself to go up to the, go up to the microphone and just ask a question, engage with people. Because for me, that gives me the ability to like, everybody gets to see who I am. They hear my voice, they start the conversation or they hear me start a conversation. Then later it's easier for me to have even more conversations with other people from there. Yeah. So that's been like one of my secret tips that I feel like I use. And I tell my clients too, I'm like, all right, so here's the tip. You're going to a conference. Like anytime the speaker says like, you know, who has a question, like go up and ask a question and say, you know, Hey, my name's Darlene Holly and I'm a personal branding and business coach. And I support like go through um, your summary hook and share a little bit about yourself so that later people are like, Oh, I know you, you, you spoke up earlier. And I heard a little bit about who you are and what you do. And that has worked really well for my introverted clients, especially too, because they don't want to do the social butterflying, but then people come to them afterwards. Yeah. That's like the moth to the flame, right? You're, you're saying, here's my light. I've got light yeah. to share. And later they're coming and finding you and, and finding out more about you and connecting with you. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. So that's what, one of my secret tips. <laughs> it's tip number 21 for um, the new step up and stand go. out <laughs> book by Heather Hall. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I love so, that you mentioned, oh, go sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, I love that you mentioned ambiverts too, because a lot of people don't know that term. And there, when you talk about introverts and extroverts, I always say, you know, it's 30 to 50% of the population are introverts. And the reason is because it looks, it depends on how you look at it. Are you including the ambiverts? Because they're about 30% of the population too, right? The yeah. folks that are much more comfortable moving between the two sides of that equation. Yeah, it's definitely something um, I talk about a lot because once I learned that's what I am, um, I've, I've started using that word, but I don't, I don't actually hear it from very many people too often. They usually say, oh, I'm an extrovert or, oh, I'm an introvert. But then, yeah, I'm like, where do I fit in? Because I kind of feel like when I look at the definition of an extrovert and then I look at the definition of an introvert I'm like well I'm kind of both I'm like it's almost like um like the birthday astrology signs I call myself a cano because I'm a cancer by one day it turns to leo and when I look at some of the personality stuff I'm like I'm a cano I'm kind of in the middle somewhere in there <laughs> I'm like I see a little bit of this over here in me as well so it's hard sometimes to identify and there's also that piece too, like, why do we have to put ourselves in a box? Like, yeah, we're an introvert or extroverted, but there's also moments where I would imagine, even right. as an introvert, where you, you get that fire in your belly and you're just like, I'm not sitting back right now. I'm speaking up. I'm using my voice and I'm going to say what I have to say. And then all of a sudden you're like, whoa, who was that? <laughs> <laughs> you're like, I found a little bit of extrovertedness in there. <laughs> and, and it's interesting too, because, you know, especially in a corporate setting, I worked with some of the same people for years and years and years. 
we had a, an exercise we were doing going around the table telling stories. And I had a hard time speaking up. And I asked, can you come back to me? Because I'm trying to think about what do I want to share, you know? And after I shared my story, I was asked, why was that so hard for you? And I said, because I'm an introvert, which surprised them. They'd known me for so long and they'd known me in this really comfortable space, but they didn't see me when I was out meeting clients, meeting new people or meeting new colleagues, you know? That's when I was very introverted. Yeah. When I'm with people I know, like, and trust, it's much easier to be gregarious, you know? Yeah, no, and I can see that because, you know, you, you get comfortable. You're familiar with people. Yeah. You don't have to, you know, like, get the nerve up because they already know yeah. and they already, you already have that relationship built. So that totally makes sense. Yeah. Um, so a lot, of, a lot of the listeners that listen to this podcast um, are working on visibility. They're putting themselves out there growing businesses or they're rising leaders inside of their organizations. What would you say is like the best visibility tip that you found as an introvert? Because I know so many of us are introverts. Like what's the number one tip that you typically share for people that are introverts on how to push through that visibility piece of it? That, that's actually kind of a broad question, but since you use the word push, I'm going to pick up on that word. Okay. Um, I, think it's, I think it's one of those things where pushing makes it harder. And I'm going to go to the, the phrase inner critic because this kind of work is the same thing. If you're fighting your inner critic, if you're saying, I'm just going to knock down that fear or I'm going to knock down that voice, that's going to make it harder. It's easier if you embrace it. So for me, I did a lot of work on visibility and vulnerability, recognizing that, that this is getting in my way and figuring out the ways that it's getting in my way. And there's still times where I, you know, I'll come back to a coach and I'll say, okay, I got this thing coming up and I'm already feeling vulnerable about it. Let's talk about this and recognize what that vulnerability is doing every time I'm trying to be visible. It's really trying to protect me and finding out, you know, embracing that part of me that's trying to protect me is really important. So the visibility is crucial. You're not going to be able to be seen and recognized and, and make the kind of impact you want on the world without being visible at some level. So you got to kind of embrace that vulnerability and move forward with that. Mm, such good advice. I love like embrace the vulnerability because so much goodness comes when we're being vulnerable. I know like the stories that we share, the pieces of ourselves that we let other people experience as who we are is part of that process. Like it's part of what brings people, calls people in and really gets them to say, Ooh, I want to pay more attention to what you're saying or what you're doing. So Absolutely. I can see how that would be powerful. Yeah. Um, what would you say has been like one of the challenges as an introvert with growing a business and putting yourself out there for you? Like, let's, let's bring it to Heather for a second. <laughs> so, so kind of ironically, you know, I, I started off in academe. I went to the corporate world. The idea of becoming an entrepreneur, I really had to do a lot of thinking about that and figuring out how I was going to embrace that because it holds a lot of risk. I'm used to this idea of security, which other people might think there's a lot of risk in that, but <laughs> it's, it's all about what you're comfortable with, right? So um, for me, stepping into this career change that I did, and um, there was a transition period about that. I, I took a 12-week sabbatical to figure out what do I want to do with the rest of my life. And as I kept getting that, that sense and that calling and recognizing that oh, I'm going to go be an, intro, uh, an entrepreneur, 
I had to recognize that I'm going to have to put myself out there to build the business. I can't just assume I'm going to hang my shingle and people are going to come. Doesn't work that way, apparently. It doesn't. I'm no. so surprised by that too. <laughs> right? So, so what I, I'm going to say that I kind of tripped over this. When I was training to be a coach and training to be a spiritual director, because I trained both at the same time, it was eye-opening to me that I could run the business online, that I could connect with people through the phone and through Zoom and, and you know, have blogs and social media and all this stuff. And I'm like, oh, I can hide behind all of that. You see the flaw in that theory. You can't yes. hide behind all of that. Uh -uh. You really got to get out there. And um, you know, for me, that meant things like learning to do videos, learning to actually film a video of myself talking and put it out in the world, you know, um, learning to get up on a stage and give a speech, learning to step into those situations, whether they're virtual or in real life, where I am accessible to people. And, and as you use the word vulnerability, you know, they can connect with me through that vulnerability. So that was a huge transition. Yeah. What's your favorite way to be visible then? Hmm. Uh, What's your go-to way when you're marketing well, my or putting yourself way out is there? Writing. Yeah, I'm, writing. I'm definitely a writer. Um, I always process my thoughts through writing. Um, part of why I did really well in school is because I would write everything. Like I would take notes in class, I'd go home and I'd rewrite them, you know? That seems silly, but but that's my way of processing and learning things is to write them. In real life, I'm a huge scrapbooker. And part of that is processing the events of our lives through journaling about them, not just the photos, but, but telling stories on the page about what we've experienced or where we went or what we learned and yeah. why we were together, things like that. I love that you scrapbook. I'm going to take us off on a sidebar real fast because I love the idea of scrapbooks and I have so many supplies for scrapbooking, but I never find mm -hmm. the time to scrapbook. <laughs> Like one of these days, I keep telling myself, I'm like, one day I'm going to have time. <laughs> yeah. You know, a real surprise to me when I was first introduced to scrapbooking, to be honest, as a, a single person without any family, I had a really hard time recognizing how scrapbooking was going to fit into my life. I'm like, why do you spend all your time and energy doing this if you can't give these albums to your kids so that they can appreciate growing up, right? Yeah. For me, it actually helped me validate what was important to me. And I actually scrapped, I did an album a year of stuff at work because that process of viewing it through what is it going to go in the scrapbook helps you take pictures and tell stories about those things. And so I wanted to find the good things to tell stories about at work. It was a huge learning and you know professional and personal development yeah. opportunity for me. So the finding the time, um, I was very surprised to find out it's something that I enjoy doing with people. I always thought it would be something I do privately. I yeah. very rarely scrapbook alone. I usually journal alone, but I get together with people to do the actual scrapbooking. And as we're together, we're just sharing our lives and our stories. And, you know, that, that connection is so important. Yeah. It makes me think of when I first got into scrapbooking, um, I had some friends that I played bunko with and they were very much into scrapbooking and they would get together and do like scrapbook, scrapbook retreats at like cabins mm -hmm. up in the mountains, or sometimes um, some of the churches would host like scrapbooking days and you would like bring your table and bring all your supplies and do it together. And I never got a chance to do it with them, but um, that's how they were doing it. So I think that you're onto something with like the team, like bringing people together with it. And you prompted me 
like I talk so much about storytelling in my business and helping my clients really, you know, uncover their story for their, what their, like what their story is about for their brand. And then also using storytelling and all of their content. Um, I love how you're documenting it and you're journaling it and like, you're pulling all these different stories together. And so as like the entrepreneur hat in me was like, Ooh, that would be a fun way to like find stories. Cause so many of my clients, I teach them to have a story bank, which is just like a Google doc with like all the stories listed out. So when they need to find something, they can pull it, um, easily, but to have it in a scrapbook model would be super fun as well. So thank you for that, um, little tip there. I was like, Ooh, maybe if I scrapbook, I'll I'll even think of more stories. (laughs) Right. As, As you say that I have to tell an embarrassing story. There was a period in my career where I, I, I recognized that I needed to find a way to convince my boss to keep promoting me, but there were no higher levels in our organization. And I, there wasn't an opportunity to move out of our location yet. I actually put together a, what I called the ice cream story. And I told my career and my wants and my dreams of my career in the model of ice cream cones and ice cream sundaes and things like that in this PowerPoint and showed it to my boss to get him to understand where I was going and what I was trying to do with my career. Probably the strangest presentation he ever had in his life, but, but that, you know, I was thinking of it as a scrapbook. And then of course I put the PowerPoint slides into a scrapbook. So I still have that story today. That's awesome. I love that you like gave him a visual of like where you wanted to go and what you wanted to do in a way that was so Heather, (laughs) Mm -hmm. which I'm sure stood out so much. Yeah. Um, to your boss. And I'm sure it made them think like, okay, well, where are we going to give Heather this promotion at? Cause she just showed me that she deserves it. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> I love it. Heather, with where you're at now in your career, um, I know you just wrote a book, Step Up and Stand Out, um, which I want to talk a little bit about. Um, what's next for you when you think about your career though, before we go into the book, like where do you see yourself um, going over the next year or so? So Two things, you know, I, I'm doing most of my work one-on-one with folks and I really enjoy doing that. I also want to get into corporate groups where I can do some training, um, provide training that can help them with their own team development, but also be available to do coaching inside the corporate setting. I've done a little bit of that on a contract basis, but I'm looking forward to doing more. Yeah, I love that. And it's so valuable when we can go in and make like, a. I know for myself, like I, I work one-on-one with all my clients um, on the business coaching side and then the corporate work that I'm stepping into, like, it's the same thing. It's like the idea of being able to support a team and help them communicate better and show up with, for each other and not feel like they're alone, even though they, they see other people around them. But so sometimes, you know, working in corporate can be isolating and there's lots of pieces where there's not connection, there's not communication you feel like you're on an island by yourself, like bringing those conversations together, I know are so powerful. That's so true. And one of the things that I did in my corporate career was to make sure that I was reaching out and connecting with other people, you know, not just to build a bridge to other locations, but to, to, you know, make sure we're doing things a similar way. We're sharing lessons learned, you know? So I, I built kind of a web of people that I was connected to. And I think now that more and more folks are working remote, that's even more important. To, to help people, to help teams develop that kind of connection. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there's so many people that are working from their home and some are hybrid and some are, um, I was talking with um, a team a couple of weeks ago and they were saying like, we've never met each other in person. 
Um, most of us have come into the organization and we're, we're, we're working remotely from home and we were talking about ways to, you know, have happy hours or, um, fun calls that are just on zoom since they live in different States where they can make it interactive and get to know each other versus, you know, just showing up for a meeting, saying what we have to say, and then hopping off where they don't get a chance to actually, there's no water cooler (laughs) conversation. Right. And And that's so important. Yeah. I know that's definitely like the piece that when I started my business, just going from working retail management, having tons of people around at all times, whether it was customers or, you know, my coworkers to starting my own business and sitting in my home office, I was like, okay, this is weird. Like, who am I going to water cooler with today? I was so used to having conversations and being inspired or um, getting new ideas based off of those conversations. I had to make sure like, and back then this was almost 16 years ago, I went to a ton of networking events to get that. And then when I moved to California eight years ago, I almost, I had to reinvent my business a little bit as well, because I moved here with a six month old and a three-year-old and the boys were a little bit older, so it wasn't as hard, but moving to a brand new city where I didn't know anybody and my husband was commuting an hour away. I'm like, I wasn't quite ready to start networking and going out and meeting people locally yet. I wanted to, you know, figure out how to do my business online. And that's when I navigated to the online side and found like, you can make amazing friends that you don't get to see. And you just talk to in little Brady Bunch boxes. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah. And, and one of the things that I did as I was developing my business, I still do it somewhat. I, now it's more of a check-in with folks. But in the beginning, I did a lot of co-working. You know, when we were both developing businesses, we had more time. And so we would schedule out a one or two hour block or maybe a half a day where we could just be on the phone as peer support yeah. and work together doing totally different things but you're still getting that sense of the water cooler yeah over the phone line yeah I still do that Heather (laughs) I have a couple accountability um mastermind friends that I get together with and we'll just sit on zoom for like an hour or two and I'm like all right I'm pitching these conferences or I'm pitching these podcasts or whatever I need to do in that moment or I'm writing my newsletter um and it helps me with like button chair (laughs) to like sit down stay focused get things done um, and then I also am a member of a local co-working space. So occasionally I don't go as often as I want to. I really want to go more often, but it's hard to do phone calls, which I do a lot of Zoom calls when you're in a co-working space, unless you have an office. And at that point, I'm like, I might as well be back at home. So there's that piece, but there's the networking piece that I get at the co-working space when I do go in. That's like that perfect water cooler um, yeah. banter that helps me with creativity, especially if I'm stuck in something and I'm like, all right, I want to get struck by inspiration or sometimes I have an idea and I just need someone to like kind of bounce some ideas around. So the co-working space has been so powerful that or the zoom ones that I create myself as well. Absolutely. So tell us a little bit about step up and stand out your brand new um, book that you wrote and is out in the world and it's 20 tips for aspiring introverted leaders. What gave you the idea to write, put it into a book. Cause I'm assuming that you were blogging a ton about this and then you decided to write a book, but where did like the inspiration come from? So one of the things that, you know, as, as I realized that my journey into life coaching was really being called into leadership coaching to share the lessons I'd learned over two decades. So when I think about how do I share my lessons learned, it's natural to write about them. So the book kind of, kind of came up as a and, you know, uh, fruits of that labor, you know, how to, how to put your voice out there so that people can share in those lessons and hopefully 
learn them, you know, try some of the tips I have. At the end of every tip, I've got a couple of questions for you to journal about, think about, try out. And I recommend to people, you know, you might read a tip a week or a tip a month, but go and try it. You know, don't, don't just read it and forget about it. Put it into action and see how it changes your career and, and your impact on your team. Yeah, absolutely. When you were writing it, like there's 20 tips in here and I know that they're like, are they based off of like which ones you have made, felt the most impacted your lives or how did you put them in the order that you did just out of curiosity? <laughs> That's an interesting question. So before I sat down to write a book, I had started collecting my stories on postcards, not postcards, uh, index cards. Um, so I would literally think of a story or a story would come up in a conversation and I would make a note of that on an index card. And so when I realized I was going to make a book, I started putting them on post-it notes and trying to organize them on a wall. They're not really in a specific order. Um, and, and one of the things that's been interesting as people have been reading the book, especially for extroverts to come back and tell me, hey, these are great tips for us too. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they're, they're not specific to introverts, but I really wanted to help introverts because a lot of these things I didn't know early in my career. You know, there are things that I learned 10, 15 years in. So organizing for the book had, had less to do with putting them in a specific order and more to do with making sure there was a tool, a way for people to put them into action. Yeah. And, and then 20 was just a good number. <laughs> like 20 felt good. Yeah, I think I had like 30 on the wall at one point. But as you start formulating the stories, you start seeing where this story connects to this tip and that tip. And oh, that's really one thing. You know, mm. So that, that's the process of writing and getting clear about your message. Yeah, absolutely. There was one of the chapters where you talked about um, for introverts for tooting their own horn. And you mentioned that that's something that typically we're a little nervous to do, or we don't feel it's appropriate. Like we don't, especially as introverts, like that introverted side of me could be like, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to share too much about myself or do that. But I know as an entrepreneur and as a business coach, like how important it is to make sure we have testimonials and we're speaking up and sharing like what successes we've had with our clients so that other people can see those pieces. And when we don't do that, we're disservicing ourselves in so many ways. What mm -hmm. would you say is like, tell us a little bit about like, when you think about tooting your own horn and sharing more about yourself, like how has that played out for you? Or if you want to share even something from the book? Yeah, so it, I mean, it's just so hard for us to toot our own horn, you know? But, but the key thing is, and it doesn't matter if you're in a corporate setting or an entrepreneur, the key thing is, the person in front of you, whether they see you every day or once a week, once a month, once a year, they don't remember what you've done for them lately. You know, that, that terrible cliche phrase, yeah, but what have you done for me lately? People just don't remember. And it's, it's just human nature. You know, they can't hold everything in their minds at once. So we're kind of doing them a favor by reminding them of what we did for them lately in a really gentle way, but, you know, effective, you know, something that's not too subtle that it would be missed but something clear enough so that they can see, oh yeah, we did deliver on that project. We delivered on that assignment. We helped out, you know? It's, it's also a way for us to, to kind of bounce that into, remember I did this? I'm ready to do that. And so you've just built the social proof that you did it and now you're ready to go do the next big project. Yeah, I love that. Cause I think it's something that's so important for us to make sure we keep like, I know for myself, even I have a file on my computer where, you know, it's, I think it's titled love notes. <laughs> like it's yes. like when clients have said, 
whether it's a testimonial or they just responded to something um, and they were just really, you know, heartwarming in that moment, telling me like what worked, what didn't work, um, how I impacted them, different things like that. And then making sure we share that with the world, making sure we're pulling, like we're reading them sometimes. Like I know for myself, if I'm having a bad day, sometimes reading those things, I like, I just need to remind myself and toot my own horn again, like by like stepping back into that place where I'm like, oh yeah, like this is why I'm doing this work. And this is why I'm here doing it. But then making sure, you know, it's on my website, making sure we're talking about it when we're on podcast interviews and different things like that. Like that's when people start to understand like, oh, like that's what Heather does. Like that makes sense now because of that piece. So I love the the reminder, especially for introverts. Like, don't be afraid to say like, hey, here's some really cool stuff I've done and here's why I deserve a raise or here's some really cool stuff I've done and here's why you should work with me. And here's what my clients get. So I thought that was powerful because I think so often um, we forget that it's okay. Like, and just because you've said it one time doesn't mean everybody heard it. And we learn something new every day, right? So when we hear it a second time, we're like, oh, like we're at a different place right now. Like that makes even more sense to where I'm going. Yeah. And extroverts just, it comes more easily to them. You know, it's not that they're thinking of it as talking about themselves, but it's just easier for them to tap into their own experience and share that. Introverts tend to to think that's all private, that that they're not supposed to broadcast their accomplishments. Mm -hmm. You need to broadcast your accomplishments. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I love that. Amazing. Well, I know I, I just read the book and if you're listening right now and you have just met Heather for the first time, I highly encourage you to go out and order a step up and stand out. Um, I know I got mine on Amazon. I'm sure it's available other places as well. Everywhere. Everywhere. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> um, so definitely check it out before we wrap up um, today's conversation, Heather, I want to go into rapid fire questions just to get to know you a little bit better. I usually ask these questions because I'm curious and it's really for me, but I'm, I know the audience loves it as well. Um, I'm curious, are you binge watching anything on TV or reading anything obsessively right now? Besides well, your book. Binge, I'm always a binge watcher. Thank you. That's, that's always important too. <laughs> I'm always a binge watcher. Like I don't, I don't really watch movies much. I, I want to dive into a series or a whole series, you know, and like, analyze the characters and what I'm binging right now is switched at birth it just came up on Amazon Prime and I love it it's it's I don't know if you know the story but these two babies were switched at birth and one of them ended up being deaf and so you're you're really getting to see not just this really cool family story but you're getting to see signing and and people interacting with sign language which Mm. is cool I think I actually have watched that one I think it's been around for a little bit I think I watched it with my son um years back but yeah it was good I don't know if I watched all of them but I remember watching like the first season if nothing else that was a good one I forgot about that one and see I ask these questions because then I'm like oh I can add that to my list for when I decide I'm ready to binge. I don't get to binge watch like in like big chunks but it's like one episode a night for like weeks or something like that like after everybody else in the house is asleep (laughs) that's my me time yeah. Um, if I'm binge watching, I'm either reading something or watching something usually at night, like after everybody else has gone to bed. And then what's your favorite way to like reset and reflect and recharge? Like when Heather just needs to take a moment, where do you like to go? What do you like to do? So it's it's funny in the evolution of, of my understanding of this, because I didn't do this well during my corporate career. And now that I'm on my own and I manage my calendar a lot better, I'm able to just go out and take a walk, you know, just see the horizon, 
you know, focus on something besides yourself, your problem, listen to the birds sing, watch the trees wave, see the flowers bloom. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, just getting, just yeah. getting outside sometimes, right? <laughs> yeah. Even five or 10 minutes is great. Yeah, absolutely. And who would you say has made the biggest impact on your life? If you could name like one person in your life or one influencer, who would you say and why? That is a tough question. Um, and, I, and I say that because I will add, I'm glad you didn't ask me my favorite TV show or my favorite book because I don't have like one favorite. I, I have lots of favorites, right? Yeah. Um, so it's hard to say one favorite, but I think um, I'm going to say it this way. I, I have had several people and I talk in the book about your personal board of directors. Yeah. I've had several people in my life that I have adopted as my personal mentors. It's not a formal relationship. They may not know about that, but they're people who personally or professionally stood out in my mind as being great role models. And sometimes I just pick up the phone and say, hey, what would you do in this situation? Or sometimes I just think about them and how they've interacted and, and imagine what they would do in that situation. So mm. a general yeah. answer to that one. That's all right. You kind of skirted around it, but I'll let you, cause I can totally relate to that piece as well. Like I've got just really great family friends that have been like amazing role models for me or people that I, if I know I need solid advice, I know I can go to those people. And then I also have um, like Brene Brown on my shelf who she doesn't know that um, I'm her biggest. Um, she's my, or right. I'm her best client. Cause I, if I am stuck, I will listen to a podcast episode of hers. I will pull up one of her books, um, which I know you're a Brene found fan as well. So yep. <laughs> um, one of these days, you know, hey, Brene, we just want to be on your podcast. We're just saying, so when you hear this, like we'll put that out in the universe. <laughs> We're here for it. <laughs> and then so often um, I'll say something and people say, that's a wise thing. And I'm like, that's a Brene Brown thing. <laughs> yeah. You're like I got that from someone wise. <laughs> and this is my version of it. <laughs> If I could buy you a plane ticket and send you anywhere in the world today, where would you go and why? Mm. Well, it's, it's been a few years since I've been back to Alaska. I lived there for 22 years and I miss my friends there. So that might be my first choice, but if it's a dream location, I would say Australia. Australia. I always wanted to see Australia. Yes, I, that's on my bucket list too. I'm like, I wanna see the kangaroos and the koala bears. And I even have um, my Siri on my phone um, as an Australian voice. And hopefully it doesn't turn on now that I said that name out loud. <laughs> um, but I, yeah, Australia is always a place that feels like I need to go visit. I think it'll be just like California. <laughs> All right. And my last question for you, what does attract and stand out mean to you? Hmm. So... When you ask that question, I think back to when I was first getting certified as a coach and figuring out how to do this online business marketing. And one of the things that I realized in my work was that I have to be visible to people for them to know, like, and trust me. And so that, that's really when I realized I needed to go do videos. And that was like against all of my experience and my expectations and my inside the box thinking. But when I started, I started taking a, a video challenge class. And when I started seeing my own videos, I saw what people see in me. Like we don't normally think about how people see us, but it was yeah. very visible to me. And that's 
that's part of my my process of attracting and standing out is just being able to let my light shine. Yeah, I love that. And I love that you said that you see how other people see you. Like it's a that mirror reflection of other people sometimes is really powerful for how we show up and how we continue to do the work that we're doing because so much of what we do is a ripple effect into the world and gives so much back to other people. Heather, thank you so much for being on the show. It's always fun to chat with you. And I think I learned a few new things today to add to my um, list of Heather's things, reasons I love Heather. Um, (laughs) Before we wrap up, I know people are going to want to connect with you. Um, Besides going to Amazon and buying Step Up and Stand Out, where else should they hang out with you or find you? Thanks, Darlene. Um, My website is Discover with Heather. And you can find me on Instagram and Facebook under Discover with Heather. I really spend most of my time on LinkedIn where I'm there as Heather L. Hall. Perfect. Yeah. So those will be in the show notes below. Um, definitely connect with Heather. Get to know her. Um, she's doing amazing work. And if you're an introvert, um, definitely run out right now and buy the book. And if you're an extrovert, run even faster because you need to know more about your introverted friends because there's so much power when we dive in and really start to truly get to know and understand how people work and what makes them tick and really how to like help support them when they're maybe a little nervous to speak up or share what they're trying to share, like make sure you're inviting them to the table as well. So Heather, thank you so much for being here. It's been so fun. Thank you, Darlene. This is great. All right, everybody. That's another wrap of the Attract and Stand Out podcast. Um, Remember, I believe in you. You're allowed to stand out. You're allowed to shine. You're allowed to be you. We'll see you next week. Bye, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. If you love the show, leave a review and subscribe on whichever platform you're listening on. It would mean the world to me. As a special thank you, I want to offer you a free gift, my Uncover Your Niche workbook and video training that helps you become unforgettable to your audience. You can sign up at darlingholly.com. I look forward to seeing you all next week. In the meantime, have an amazing week and we will talk soon.